We were a little late to the studio today because I had to tape up Donna's SUV like a professional athlete's hamstring strain. And I have the roll of tape here in the studio. Unless we need it when we leave. The story in the first four minutes of this episode. Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Don and I'm Caddy's wife and I did hit a deer last night. Also, we're going to get to in the first 30 seconds of this episode. Yeah, well, it's bothering me because I hit a deer. I've never hit a deer. We live um, in a suburb outside of Atlanta and we have deer everywhere. We have deer in our backyard. We have deer in our front yard. We have, I mean, you'll just see them. It's almost like you've become used to it. Well, they become used to you. Yeah, and I know like when like my brother or someone comes down from Charleston, we're driving around this, they're like, oh my God, there's deer everywhere. And it's like, yeah, they just kind of hang out here. Well, one was hanging out in the middle of the road and I came upon it and I wasn't driving fast or anything. You were in the car. And I was like, yeah, I was like, ah, and I couldn't do the wheel to the left because there was oncoming traffic because we were on a two lane road. And I couldn't go into the right or I would have gone into like a ditch. So I just had to hit it. I tried to slam on my brakes, but then I was like, but it was just, it just happened so quick. And then I heard the, the don't, don't. Yeah. The deer is a baby deer. Uh, okay. What? This is what sent me over the edge. Is this just like the next day, like Monday, because it was pretty dark. We had gone up t- to get some, um, something at Target. And so it was dark. And so the next day I was like, I was, I couldn't sleep all last night. Cause I'm like, number one, how much damage have I done? And number two, like, is there going to be something like a deer antler or something hanging from the front of it? So when I got up this morning and peeped out the window, I was like, Oh no, there was some deer hair, but you guys have given this update on the entire deer situation because you went out this morning to see I the deer. The deer. I saw the deer, and I tied a get well balloon to its hoof. Okay, that's not funny. Have y'all seen, have you seen that meme? That's not funny at all. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, yeah. She, because Olivia says it doesn't have antlers, so Olivia's it's a girl. Olivia's our 17-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. That's a junior in high school. So anyway, I want to, we were within a quarter mile of our house. Yes. When this happened. Yeah. So the right front wheel well, wheel well yeah. has some pretty significant damage to it to the point that I'm not kidding. I had to go and get tape shipping. This is Scotch shipping packaging tape. Yeah. We had to tape our, our thing back on. And so there are plastic, of course, pieces that are for looks more than anything uh, that I've had to tape onto the paint, onto the body of the actual SUV. Yeah. I have never in my life had <laughs> taped to up your car. Tape up a car. Me either. Me either. But it happens. It yeah, does. It happens. You know, it's not like it. we wanted to to collide with a deer a quarter mile from our house. I did notice he's been removed. She's been removed. Okay. Because she was right in front of the Fieldstone Farm subdivision sign, which is beautiful. It's a very nice subdivision near ours and 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 is perfectly quaffed, you know, the area where they have their sign, like with daisies and all that kind of stuff. And then you just, you had this deer, this, his tongue's out. Okay. You, had, huh? you better stop. 
I mean, this is painful for me. I'm such an animal lover. I just, I can't even believe this happened. But it's that time of year. What do you, you've told me. What it's the it, rut. The rut. And they all come out. Because when I when I worked in terrestrial radio, I did mornings for 12 years, the final 12 years of my 26-year career, I got up at 3, 15, 3.30 in the morning. I would be on the road by 4 at the absolute latest to be at the studio by 4.40 to prepare for the morning show. The only thing out is deer and wrong way drivers. No kidding, though. Yeah. I How many, how many trucks do you think I've? A lot. I mean, there were probably maybe a half dozen over the It happened maybe twice a year. Yeah, no, it's bad. I know it happens to a lot of people. And the scary thing about deer is that they can besides their unpredictability but they can it can hurt you like i mean if they have been killed yeah with antlers if they come at you or i mean have a big car like tommy boy yeah seriously the movie tommy boy oh my gosh when the deer came through the windshield they thought it was dead and it wasn't it was not Mm. well i'm very sorry bambi i apologize in advance we got to tape back up before we take the car to get fixed to go get fixed all right so 2021 starting out with a bang we are here we are here (laughs) All right, your hype song on the way to the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network. We rode together uh, because we have to go deal with this afterwards. But uh, So we didn't necessarily listen to it. Listen, full disclosure, today we didn't listen to our song separately as we came to the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network. Well, what I've been listening to is I'm kind of going back into some, um, I pulled up on Spotify like the top 500 country songs because I've been like missing like old country. And so when I'm not listening to old Morgan Wallen on repeat, then I am listening. I've been listening to Montgomery Gentry. Mm -hmm. And so I my hype song playlist is um, where I come from. And Montgomery Gentry, like in the 2000s, probably they were like on fire. I think about them and like, you know, okay, so there was Brooks and Dunn. And really at the time, there weren't a lot of duos which sounds crazy in today's, you know, music climate. But I mean, back then there were not that many duos. And Montgomery Gentry was really the precursor to like Big and Rich, Florida Georgia Line. Sugarland. Sugarland, everyone. Um, because there just weren't a lot. You were either a solo singer and there was a lot of solo singers, if you think about it, like, you know, male or, or, or a group, country guys or groups. Which we were yeah. overrun in the Right, right, like Lone Star and that group. So they were kind of a breath of fresh air, and they were country. I mean country. And I can still see, so there was um, Eddie Montgomery and Troy Gentry, and Troy Gentry passed in a helicopter um, crash where he was actually flying in for a show because they were still doing shows together. But I can, and I know you can too, I can still see um, Eddie kind of trolling across the stage, spinning. With his microphone With stand. his microphone yeah. stand, spinning that stand. And I mean, they were just, they were not, you know, Troy was more polished. Troy was sort of the poster boy of the well, group. He was, the, he was good a good-looking looking guy. guy. Yeah, good-looking guy. And Eddie was just like, he's the one you wanted to hang out with, though. Because you know Eddie had some good stories. And he could drink some some brown liquor, I bet. But the most fascinating thing is that, because I always like to kind of like, when we talk about these songs, kind of go back and I'm like, yeah, so what was going on at that time period? And then I found this fascinating and I told you this. So Eddie got divorced from his wife in 2010. And do you know where she served him the papers? Well, you do, because I told you. Tell us. Eddie Montgomery, the Eddie Montgomery Steakhouse. In his Lexington, own steakhouse. She served him his divorce papers at his steakhouse. Did he have cancer though? He had prostate cancer, and she supposedly, allegedly... Careful with this. Allegedly. Well, no, she said it in a public platform that she didn't want to take care of him. Who says that? And then later she backtracked from it and said, that's not what I really meant. She said he was a, he was a handful already. 
And then you add this other stuff on top of it. And she was like, you know, we weren't in a good space when he got sick. He did. It was prostate cancer. And he kind of, he overcame it. Um, and he's still touring, you know, as Montgomery Gentry. But I thought that was fascinating. Like, I mean, that's when you really don't like someone. When you like, if they own like Jimmy Stalt's Toyota. And you're like, I tell you what, I'm going to go serve Jimmy, Jimmy today at the Toyota dealership. Just to embarrass you. Yes. Just flop those papers down on the table. Here you go. You spend so much time here. I thought I'd serve you here. That's a line you can borrow if you're doing that. When when country artists go on tour together, which they're not doing now, but there's always a schematic backstage as to whose buses are parking where, whose 18-wheelers are going where, uh, because the, the, the real estate backstage can be tight for vehicles and buses and 18-wheelers because – if you've got like a Kenny Chesney who, who, you know, wouldn't play a shed or an outdoor venue really now, he's just going to be doing stadiums. But let's just go back 15 years. Kenny Chesney, 15 years ago, traveled with probably a half dozen buses. Oh, yeah. And a half dozen 18-wheelers. So the, the space is very, very tight. So there's a schematic as to who's parking where. When you have an artist, and this is not just country music. This is any format of music and touring. When you have an artist who is struggling with sobriety, you park them as far away as you can from the bus compound. And Keith Urban was a prime example of this. Yeah. When Keith Urban finally decided he'd had enough with his demons and his addictions, which addicts, once an addict, always an addict. You deal with those struggles every day of your life, even after you get sober. Keith Urban, I'm not going to call the artist out, but there were certain artists that Keith did not want to not only be around, physically to tour with but but a lot of times they don't have a, a call as to who's going on the tour right you know what I'm saying? right and and so there were artists that keith urban did did not want to be around physically but didn't even want to park beside because he was fearful yeah. for his sobriety it's a party atmosphere yeah and t-roy and eddie on the road and i'm not saying that they're connected to at all, not to the Keith Urban thing at all. I'm just saying that T-Roy, Troy Gentry, and Eddie Montgomery. Blew it out. They were notorious for traveling with cases of moonshine from Kentucky, which is where they're from. And you want to talk about where you wanted to go after a concert if you didn't want to make the turn, as you say, Donna? Mm -hmm. You would want to wind up, and I did several times. On that bus. On Eddie and, and Troy's buses because it was just, it was... I can remember they played a couple of golf tournaments, some charity golf tournaments we did through the radio station. And yes, I mean, it was just, and yeah, there's always a line of, line of women coming on, yeah. coming on and off a old T-Roy's bus. I one time saw women lined up to come to the party outside the, the bus. At the same time, <clears throat> I would see a woman crawling out of the back window of the bus. Yeah. Let's not talk bad about him because he's not here. I'm to, not talking about that. Yes. Listen, well, power to him. Yeah. And he was married. All right. Okay. But, yes, those were good, good times. I'm going to add uh, John Party. Oh, I love John Party. I've, I've been in this John Party. Just like you, though, I'm having to escape from the Morgan Wallen hole that I've dug myself into with this new double album that he has because it's it's it's... It's epic. It truly is. Uh, dirt on my boots. 
Yeah, that's a great one song. One of several great songs from John Party we could add to the Spotify Hypes on playlist. But let's start with that one, Dirt on My Boots and John he, Party. He just got married. John Party just got married. Yeah. He married a beautiful girl. So they're he's cute. They're cute, they're cute together. We're going to add both those to uh, Spotify. It's a very simple search. Uh, it's Caddy and Donna. Hi- well, yes, the first one is. But now we have the Donna and Caddy playlist. Oh, that's right. We've playlist, changed it up for part due. 2021. Yes, and we already have some likes. There's already people going on to it. So there's not a lot of music yet, but it's building. So One year ago this week, health authorities in Wuhan, China. Wuhan, China. Wuhan. Wuhan. Wuhan, Wuhan whatever. Somewhere reported there. Reported the first death from what had been identified as a new type of coronavirus a year ago this week. Does it seem that long? In some ways it does, but then in some ways, I think because it's becoming like the new normal, like in the beginning you were like, oh, how long is this going to go on? Now it's just kind of like your life. So it's kind of become part of your life. doesn't seem that long. If you come to this podcast, you're listening out of order, which you can do. Um, what 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 week is this Cadillac Jack? One year ago, this week, uh, the week that we are in now is the week of Monday, January the eleventh, twenty twenty one. Think about that. Let's talk uh, music, so we can fulfill our music obligation. We act like we have to like keep our status or get our 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 card punched or something. Morgan Wallen. Dropped a double CD. It's called Dangerous, a double project. Got 30 songs on it. I bought it on iTunes for $13.99. What a music ROI. What a return on investment. You can listen to it on Spotify. I don't do buy me. Okay. I've, I've always bought music and I'll always buy music. Well, that's good. You support the artist. I've always said that. I like that. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't do the free stuff. Um, 30 songs. My favorite, and it's so hard. Do you do you feel overwhelmed, Donna, when you're listening to this Morgan Wallen stuff? I do. I mean, I, I'm listen. I've been telling you guys for a long time. I miss the Morgan Wallen boat. Yeah, I was not a fan of whiskey glasses. I was not a fan of chasing you. I was not a fan of his early stuff. Or, or, I mean, it's two years old for God's sakes. But I, I wanted to listen to this double project that he released on Friday. Yeah, it's incredible. And the one thing that I was telling you um, is that I also think. And this is going to sound crazy, but it it's kind of saving country music. It's say it's saving music. It's bringing it back because it's been such a blah year, and people have released stuff here and there or a, a snippet of a song or whatever. But a full project like this, I, I can't remember what's been released, you know, lately. But thirty songs, and when you think about thirty songs, you think there's got to be some dogs in there. There's not, and they they one rolls into the other, and it's just. Um, I also told you I think what's interesting about Morgan is. People in high school like him. People in college love him. Um, older people love him because he's got just a really traditional kind of country song. But th- the other thing is, and we were talking about this with some friends over the weekend, the words he chooses. You know, there's something about a boy from East Tennessee because Kenny Chesney's a boy from East Tennessee. And Kenny had now, after Blue Chair, he started writing a lot of his own music. He wasn't, Kenny was not confident writing music. Or playing guitar. And that's just the truth. Until really he moved to the islands and started getting his confidence and his soul as a songwriter. And so some of the music after that he wrote. And the songs were amazing. But in the past, when I think people have written for Kenny Chesney, there were always lines in Kenny Chesney songs that you just knew were Kenny Chesney song. 
and I'll think of summer. We'll bring some in. But you know, we we were always, and it's almost the 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 lyrics that you joke about, you know, where you're like, that is so Kenny Chesney, you know, because it's just that. I don't know how to explain it. It's just an East Tennessee draw or the words that they use. And Morgan's the same way. And someone told me over the weekend, the reason I love the music so much is because he talks like me. He thinks like me. And he's not doing it in kind of that, um, again, that jing jangly, you know, boots on the tailgate. Well, rhyming corn with whiskey. Exactly. That type of way. It's, it is very much like when you listen to the album, it's like reading a book. And I think that some people are going to be like, oh my gosh, this, y'all are like, now this is like, you know, enough with this. But I'm telling you, he's bringing back country music and he's bringing back the art of songwriting. And, you know, to write that many songs, and he definitely, um, he, he wrote with some other people. But but they're amazing. And and, and the, the way it works, sometimes albums sound, um, you can either have, so artists will release like a concept album where it's just wackadoozy. You know, it makes almost no sense to you and it's too high art. A couple of examples of that would be the Dirk Spentley Bluegrass album. Absolutely. Up on the Ridge. Yeah. Kenny Chesney also did a, they're also called Boutique Projects. Yep. Uh, Kenny did one, uh, gosh, years ago. I, I, I think you could it. even probably say, they, and he would, Christian would disagree with me, but I think the last Sugarland project, the steampunk one, yeah. was, you know, it's it's stuff that artists believe strongly in, but it's not commercial, which that's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't translate to commercial. It doesn't Often translate. Yeah. It's not. This feels, like a, this feels like a concept album in that, it, to me, it just tells a story. And it's about life in a small town and growing up and trying to get out of where you live and the challenges of being in relationships with people where one person's growing and the other person isn't and staying behind. It's just, it's a really good album. If you're not a Morgan Wallen fan and you know, if I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't love him with whiskey glasses. What started to bring me in was to listen to more of the other stuff and just how he is. And, and it really was the writing, you know, it, it has a twang to it. It has an old country feel, but it's very modern situations he's writing about. So when I listen I listen in order. A lot of people shuffle, including our 14-year-old daughter, Charlotte, who's listening in into the Morgan Wallen stuff right now, too. I'm like, what do you think about uh, Boots in the Sand? Daddy, I, 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 I hadn't listened to that one. And I said, well, it's the first cut. Yeah, they don't. The, kids don't listen yeah. in order. She's like, but Daddy, I'm, I'm, I'm not listening in order. I'm like, okay, Daddy's old school. Yeah. That is that is my go-to song. When, 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 when I hit play for the very first time after downloading it and, and listen to that song, something about that song just... Uh, I can't get enough of it. Other favorites, uh, cut number 30, which is the last track on the project, is a song called Quitting Time, written by Eric Church. Yeah. Specifically for Morgan Wallen. And the song that's getting a lot of buzz is called 865. 865 is the area code for East Tennessee, including Knoxville. Uh, and as you said, more, I think it was, I think it's Sneedville, Sneedville. Tennessee, yeah, which Sneedville. is outside of Knoxville which is where he was 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 raised. The 865 song Morgan Wallen did not write. But wait a minute, Cadillac Jack. Is that is ironic that 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 song would have his area code in it. The song was actually written as 919, which is Raleigh Durham, North Carolina. Area code. Eastern part of North Carolina as a Carolina boy, I can tell you. Growing up it was 704 and it was 919. When Morgan Wallen first heard 919, he loved it, and he knew that he wanted to record it. 
but he had to. We've we've spoken about this when we peel back the kimono about, about music and in radio on this podcast. He had to reach out to the songwriter and say, "I dig in the song and I really want to record it, but it's got to be eight six five. And of course, uh, there was there's a so, single solo songwriter that did the, that wrote the song. I, I was not familiar with his name because I looked it up. But of course, to get a cut on Morgan Wallen, a double, a double album, a double yeah. album, you know, you you probably didn't have to think too much about changing 919 to 865. But I think it also brings up an interesting conversation that people may not know. And that is with, if you are an artist recording a songwriter song, you can't just change things. No, no. You know, and I think people probably would be like listening, like right now, like I've never thought of that, but you, you can't just make the song your own and change whatever lyrics if it is unless it's your song you know if it's someone else's song you have to and it's probably more of a courtesy but you have to get permission to change the words to a song even if you have taken that song you know if you've if you've just put a hold on something and you're like I'd like to change it and do it differently that's one thing but if you're going to actually record the song you do have to to ask for permission and sampling is also Goes goes that same route. You got to get permission. There's a lawsuit in the past week that was just settled. Somebody paid four hundred and fifty million dollars. Nikki, it, it was Nikki. Nikki Minaj. It was yes. four hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, let me strike that. It was four hundred fifty thousand, a half million. She paid two. I'm sorry, Ron. I can't remember the artist's song yeah. escapes me. But Nikki Minaj went to this artist and actually asked permission to sample this particular song, and the artist said no. You can't. Nikki went into the studio and sampled the damn song. And so this it's Tracy Chapman, yes, Tracy Chapman, who, if you remember, wrote um, "Fast Car" and a couple of, had some great. Songs. It's always been very, very protective. She can be difficult. Of her music. Well, yeah, well, I don't mean that, but just very kind of like a Sinead O'Connor, where she was not one of those artists who was like, wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm going to make money off this. So sample my, her. Her work was more important than the money. Was my point. All right, that fills our music obligation. Yeah, and you, and maybe you think, well, Cadillac Jack play a clip of eight six five. We, we hang on. We want to hear the sample that that Nikki stole from Trace. We can't go to the playlist. You can't play music in a podcast. Yeah, but you can hear it on part two. Sperm banks are getting desperate. Mm. Want to read uh, from a New York Times article? One sentence here. One recruiter told me that she had started advertising at outdoor trailheads since gyms were closed. Advertising for what? Advertising for sperm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, you. This is your conversation. I, th- I find it fascinating. Well, people want a pandemic baby, so you know there have always have been people who are in, or not. Maybe they're not in a relationship, or God forbid, they can't have children, or they're single women who want to have kids. So, you know, they've always been able to go to banks, and you know pick out what do you do is it do you flip through a photo album i think i've heard there they have books and i'm sure now they're all digital but do you want you know a red-haired a ginger baby do you want do you Middle want a, eastern do yeah you want do you want a child that looks like educated. you yes well now they say over the past years um that these banks have said that i think i forget what the year was but up until a certain year most important was looks ethnicity how did they compare to you know trying to get it as close to your lineage as possible at some certain point what became most important were what the gene like the genetics like how smart was the person where did they go to college what you know that type of thing very interesting like building a super baby but yes but but there's no so these men are flying all over the place 
Listen to this. They are going from, they're driving from Dallas to Kansas City to Portland, Maine. And most of them have day jobs. And they're like having to remind these women because these women are like, you know, because there's an, uh, we don't want to go into all this, but there's an ovulation window. If you're listening and you're an adult, you know all this. If you're listening and you're a child, just don't worry about it. You should just hit, ask, ask your mom hit, hit the 30 second button. Ask, say, say, yeah. ask your mom, Don and Mr. Caddy on the podcast, <laughs> mama, we're talking about an ovulation window. Hit the, hit the forward 30 second yeah. button. But they, they can't find these men. These men are driving all over the place and they're like, listen. They're tired. I've got an IT job, Dana. I mean, I... <laughs> I can't just be driving all over Could the place. Could you not ship it like I don't the, the think vaccine so. for coronavirus? I don't think so. I mean, then that person's got to, I mean, think how un, un you know, uh, organized the the mail system is. You're going to be waiting on Jimmy for like six days. Then she probably starts calling him like, where is it? He's like, I mailed it. And they go to track it. And then she's got to get a special cooler, like a Yeti cooler to hold it in. Dries. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems crazy. The problem, though, is is that because of the pandemic, people aren't going in to deposit their... Their deposits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What does that pay? I've never done Oh, it. I, I, I know people in college that... Carl, did you ever do that? No, Carl's saying no. <laughs> okay. With the side eye. Uh-huh, yeah. I know people that paid, that did it in college. Yeah, when I was growing up, money. the big thing was plasma. That too. Yeah, you sell your plasma. Now, we know someone who would sell their plasma every month to get records, to get vinyl. That's how much of a music lover they were. Yes, we did know that person. You know that person? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is a whole different ballgame. Where, where, when you drive from Dallas to Salt Lake <laughs> to give Amy a sample, Yeah. Um, where is the sample taken? Is it taken in Amy's home? I don't because know. Because th this is all underground. Th 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 these people that we're referring to, the people that... That are, yeah. Um, th this they're like on rogue Facebook pages and things. Th well, it's this like Task like... Rabbit. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not in a system, right? Like at a sperm bank. It's not official. These are black. This is black market sperm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you get to I don't know Humboldt uh -huh. County, California, and Jamie and her husband are waiting on you to arrive, and that's just like you pull in the driveway, and they Hi. have the, they have those little lights on for you, and the front porch light, and you're you pull up in your Audi, and you know you wave. And oh, I don't some, think these. Well, they might pull up in Audis. They, there's some so niceties, you know. Do you, do you, yeah, it's kind of like the math tutor. Do you feed them first? Yeah. You know, what's the what's the protocol? I don't know. Where do they go? I don't want to go into this. I don't know. I don't know. But as we've said before. Uh, where there's a need, there's someone willing to pay for it, fulfill it, and make money off of it. I'm going to make it my... Okay, that's not a job you're looking for. Can I finish? Yes. I'm When, when we leave here today, and I go back to the office... What? Where was that? Oh, the kitchen table. Okay. Yeah. With uh, Dr. Phil in the background. What are you going to do? I'm going to find us a sperm donor. Well, there could be someone listening to, who I mean, does. But yeah. to join us on the next, hopefully, the next episode. It may take me a while to find the right person, but I have so many questions about this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, you know, we've talked about having guests yeah. in, in 2021 occasionally when it makes sense. So I will, I'm going to track down someone who has um, given theirs up. We've always said, for the sake of science, like we've always said, we wanted a TV show or something. And so if you're listening and you want to start a podcast, you can do this. And it would be, we have questions. Just, you know, just take someone in any kind of industry and you're like, just like last week when we were talking about the Mormons, like we have questions and you just need someone to answer. Just 
We're just going to fire questions at you and you just answer them. I'm going to put that at the top of my list today. Okay, good. Okay. All right. So many people, even if, if even if the government has not said to you, listen, you must quarantine, you must stay at home, which we're seeing now more than ever that happening. Many also just make the choice to stay at home and to not leave and, and, and be out and about going to the grocery store during the pandemic. Depending on who you believe and who you listen to, the numbers maybe are the highest they've been. Why are you smile? It's just such a segue. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. The old dinner affair pitch. Yeah. Here we go. Many in January are in lockdown and need easy and delicious ways to get dinner on the table while juggling all the other demands, like driving to a foreign suburb and meeting a couple who are in need themselves. Mm-hmm. I hear in Georgia we're not in lockdown, but they're listen, there are people that are staying home. Dinner Fear does ship nationwide. They can ship anywhere. Um, here, especially if you're in lockdown. Here in in Atlanta, they deliver to your your porch. And, and literally set the meals that you've ordered at dinneraffair.com on your porch. They're packed in dry ice. They come frozen. Then you just, uh, when you get home from work or when you get a break in your Zoom calls, you go out to the porch and you pull your uh, insulated bags into the house and you unload the 15 meals, or depending on the, the meal plan that you have, depending on the size of your family, the number of meals that you purchased for the month from dinneraffair.com. And they're great. You should follow them on Instagram. They, Stephanie, um, they're a they're a family business. They're a family owned business. Stephanie and Ken, um, their kids help them out. They have just moved into a big new commercial space, um, so they have tons of room. And it's it, they just posted something the other day, and they had all the dinner affair boxes out, and they had all the places they were shipping them to, and they were packing up the meals. And so um, it doesn't matter where you live. We have friends that live in Fort Myers that just ordered dinner affair for the first time. She's like life changing. And again, she said, I have been listening to you talk about this, and this became a priority for me. If you're doing Whole30 or one of these meal prep plans, I commend you, it's going to get old. Meal prepping that far in advance, gets it gets tiring. So this is almost like having a meal prep service for yourself because you can remove ingredients. You don't have to, if it's something that you're trying to avoid, you can remove those ingredients and they'll meal prep it for you. And then you just pull the meal out, get going, have dinner on the table. We have been friends and, and client, or fans and clients of Dinner Fair for, for years now. Um, and we've done hundreds of Dinner Fair meals. I want to brag on myself, and I know this doesn't happen often, we did the uh, French onion chicken. So good. Two nights ago. Uh, we had never done the French onion chicken before from Dinner Fear. And as I, I announced to everyone at the table, as I began to clear plates afterwards, it was perfectly prepared. Yes. Your preparation skills were fantastic. Seriously. Spot on. Everything that you need comes in an individual bag. Uh, down to a quarter stick of butter, if that's what you need. And they're delicious. No contract. 100% guaranteed. Dinneraffair.com. Ken and, and Stephanie have authorized us to give you a very generous $30 off your first order, promo code is Caddy Reset 2021. Caddy, C A D D Y, Reset 2021 at dinneraffair.com. Dinner A F A R E.com. Let's connect between episodes on the podcast text and voicemail line 770 464 6024. All messages, whether text or voicemail, come straight to my smartphone and uh, it's quicker and efficient, much more efficient than social media. And it, it's all about the connection that we have with you. We do have a small ask of you. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode for outtakes and notes. 
bloopers, notes from executive producer Carl Appen. And there would be no My Second Act podcast without the support that we're so grateful for from Dinner Affair in Gainesville. I'm sorry, dinneraffair.com, gallery furniture in Gainesville. The Hertz My Car subscription program. Visit Hertz.com. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast stay at the all-new Even Hotel at Avalon. Steps from world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. Part of the IHG Network, International Hotel Group, Even Hotels. I'm sick of these people. When are they coming over? Um, we're going to put our sperm donor up. Oh, there? At Even. Mm, that's going to be a party over there. Okay. Yeah. All right. We talk about Cameo on this podcast. Cameo, Donna, just a quick plinko. Cameo is, is uh, you can go and get a celebrity basically to record a, a video wishing someone happy birthday or happy retirement or anything thinking about you. The celebrities price themselves differently. We know that Kevin Bumgartner, we talked about this, who was Kevin, I'm sorry, Brian Bumgartner is his name. Kevin from The Office was the highest, one that made the most, of all celebrities, he made the most money on Cameo in 2020. Here in Georgia, the University of Georgia, the Bulldogs, have tapped a new athletics director. His name is Josh Brooks. He replaces uh, McGarity, Kevin McGarity, Greg McGarity, who was the UGA AD for 10 years. Why are you shaking your head at me? You got a lot of Kevins and Gregs. Okay. So the first day on the job, the new AD for Georgia, Josh Brooks, gets a cameo from Kevin Bumgarner. I learned a lot. This is a 20-second clip. From uh, from Cameo. Check this out. Uh, I'm a big Bulldogs fan, truly. I'm from Atlanta. I don't know if you know that. Went to Athens almost every weekend as a kid. Uh, I did not go there uh, for college. I, great school. I was in. I was interested in theater. I don't know if you heard. Um, and and that was that was not quite the right place for me. But it still holds a very near and dear place in my heart. I love what Kirby's doing. Uh, God bless you. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Congratulations. And yeah. Who knows? Uh, I mean, my my folks are still in the South. I may be reaching out to you. Huge UGA fan. He's Love from that. Atlanta. I had no clue. No clue. The Brian Bumgarner, Kevin from The Office, was born and raised in Atlanta. And, and Carl told us another person from The Office, Ed Helms, who's a, a really famous actor. Um, he is from Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta in Grand Park. How about that? So somebody ordered up the cameo, um, knowing the connection that we weren't aware of. I just thought that was interesting. Did you know Cameo takes a cut of each transaction? Uh, that's that's, that's yeah. to be understood, I guess. Did you know that's 20%? Uh, that that does not surprise they me. They take a 20% cut of every Cameo that uh, that is ordered. We have lost actress Marion Ramsey. Who, Cadillac Jack? Listen to this clip. Golly. Mid-80s. You will endure an extremely rigorous physical training program. Do you know what that means? Hooks. I'm not sure, sir. Why? Uh, Voice commands. Actress Marion Ramsey played Officer Laverne Hooks in Police Academy. I used to love those movies. Police Academy, but Police Academy very, 2. You heard there. She was yeah. a very soft. You know, <laughs> and I just, I, I, she was one of my favorite characters in the uh, Police Academy franchise. Did you know that Kim Cattrall, because we're going to talk about Sex and the City right now. Did you know that Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City was in Police Academy? I did not. She's been in a lot of stuff, though. Long-term actress. 
I'll tell you what she is not in is the reboot of Sex and the City. Which is coming to HBO Max. New chapter is going to be called And Just Like That. And Kim Cattrall will not be a part of it. I am so excited. I am a huge Sex and the City fan. Saw every episode. Seen them three, four times over. Just like Gossip Girl. I've never seen an episode in my life. Stop. I have You just got to stop. Grey's Anatomy, Friends, Sex and the City. Never. How do you live? Like you have no pop culture. You Carefully. have no. Okay. Well, it's going to be great. Um, and it was very, it was very Carrie-ish the way she just put like a, a trailer or a teaser on Instagram and it said, um, I wonder what, you know, they're up to now. I wonder what their lives hold for them now. Now, the deal with um, Kim Cattrall, her and Sarah Jessica Parker never liked each other during filming. They just, they didn't read from the same hymnal, as they say. And so mm. it was, yeah, it was very contentious when the show mm. ended. And then they did the- How great thou art. They did the two movies. And Kim Cattrall was a part, I think, of one of the movies. Anyways, and after the movies, they've always talked about doing a reboot on the show. And Kim Cattrall lost her brother a while back. And Sarah Jessica Parker on Instagram, you know, said, I'm so sorry. I'm thinking about you. And Kim shot back on Instagram and said, I do not need your well wishes, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, who does that on Instagram? Just take the well wishes and move on. She called her out, laid her flat. Is Instagram the proper venue, though, to if, if. In this new world, evidently. Yeah. But this is a long, this is a few years ago that this happened. Oh, yeah. And the feuds just continued. So she's not part of it. And her, her take on it was always that. I think Sarah Jessica Parker thought she was probably said she was difficult. But Kim Cattrall's viewpoint on it was, I closed the chapter. I'm done with that character. I don't need the money. And I don't want to go back there. So I don't think they're, they're not going to recast her. It's just, I don't know what they're, they're, I bet they, we'll see how much they didn't like each other on when it starts on where that character is, was she killed off or something? You know, <laughs> that'll tell us something. What's up with HBO Max? It's like the new hit place. They're kind of trying to take Netflix on. And what's so funny is HBO. HBO has been around forever, obviously, and you know HBO used to be the place for like Taxicab Confessions, After Dark, all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, yeah. tons of stuff. And it was kind of cool. And then they had all the boxing matches all the time. And then HBO kind of bleh. And when Netflix came out, you know, Netflix was the cooler, hipper little brother. And now they've specifically brought, are bringing projects to HBO Max, which is a subscription service, a streaming service or subscription service. If you have Apple TV, you can get it. That's how we watch it. Um, or just do a 30-day free trial and watch everything you want to watch really quickly. You got to now you got to time your trial perfectly for when there's something coming that you want to watch. But... Um, they're getting a lot of projects and I think they're bidding them away from Netflix. So, cause this is a big deal, big deal. This will be big, huge, huge. So I'm excited. not excited. Well, maybe you will be, maybe this will bring you back in. We're supposed to go up to Gainesville to visit with Donna from gallery furniture, but I don't have enough tape to get us there. Ah, love that. Seriously. I know. We're gonna have to bump our lunch by a day. Yeah. When you go to askforthewolfman.com, askforthewolfman.com, which is the website for gallery furniture, uh, there, there are tabs every, you know, across the top, living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms. Home office is a huge category right now for yeah. gallery furniture because of everybody working from home and continuing to work from home. Gallery furniture, askforthewolfman.com. The legacy continues with the Wolfman, with, with Donna, his daughter, who, I mean, back in the 70s, was a little girl on those commercials that you saw with her daddy, the Wolfman, on every Braves game on TBS. And now Marilyn's daughter 
Donna's daughter Marilyn. Uh, Donna's daughter Marilyn is 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 running the show. Really, don't tell Donna this, but Marilyn's really running the show. It's sixteen hundred pounds per drug game. Is that yeah. out loud? Yeah, and the thing about it right now is like, um, I'll, take, I'll take my mouth. Like, um, Charlotte went back to um, virtual. Like she's been face to face, our youngest, and now all of a sudden they're virtual. Well, she has a desk, but this desk is like it's okay as a desk, but it's not like a school desk. You know, I need a school desk now. So that's one of the things we're going up to look for this week is kind of just a, a desk to put into another room because now she needs a place for like really working for school. So if you're in that situation, if you thought for a while, you know what, I can make do with my kitchen table because I'm going to go back to work. Well, that may not be the case. You actually need to start setting yourself up a home office. And this is great for that. Because you don't want to go and spend a fortune, you know, on a fancy, fancy desk. And there's a lot of places just don't have these. You know, the traditional big big box retailers don't sell this kind of furniture. And then if you go to an office warehouse type place, they're very expensive. So make the drive up. It's a beautiful drive through Gainesville. You're going to get to meet Donna. You're going to get to meet Marilyn. And I guarantee you while you're up there looking for a desk, you're going to buy a couch. Because they have such beautiful pieces of furniture. Load it up and take it home that day. They also have a fleet of gallery furniture trucks. They'll deliver it to your home. Financing, they'll help you there. Ask for the Wolfman.com Gallery Furniture 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Last week, we had finished recording an episode of the podcast on the day that uh, the anarchy broke out at the U.S. Capitol. So we were not able to include commentary or conversation or discussion in an episode last week. And we taped the episodes very timely. Getting ready to explain that in just a second for, for, so that we can be very current and, and you know talk about current events and things going on in the world. We were at two hours premature for the Washington, D.C. chaos that, that, that took place last Wednesday. It was January the 6th. We produce a weekly email e-blast to subscribers and listeners of the My Second Act podcast. It's called The Letter. It's free. We don't share your information with anybody. Hit your inbox every Saturday morning at 9-10. I always write an open. Sometimes long, sometimes short. Depending, you know, just what's, what's on my mind. And it's always been a way for me to channel uh, creative writing or just writing. Uh, which I've always enjoyed doing since I was a, a young child. So I opted to use the letter as my um, base for commentary about what happened last week. Yeah, I think you did a great job. And it, it, it perfectly talks about the way I know I'm feeling too, and probably a lot of people are. I want to share it with you. Hey, you. I want episodes of the podcast to be very current. We tape on Monday at 11 a.m. for the Tuesday episode and Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the Thursday episode with occasional time shifts for a color appointment. We were about two hours prim of the biggest story of 2021. Quick aside about that. There was some sarcasm in that, that we were only six days in to the year. And what a freaking story in the first week of a new year. I picked up by writing... Wednesday, we left the studio around 1230 and enjoyed a quick lunch before I hit the house around 145. GMA3 had been subbed on ABC for a special report, which I expected since the Electoral College vote was happening. But at first glance, 
I didn't see VP Pence holding court. I saw, <laughs> but at first glance, I didn't see VP Pence holding court. I saw thousands of people on the steps of the U.S. Capitol and then video of people scaling the walls at the U.S. Capitol and then video of people moseying like tourists through statutory hall at the U.S. Capitol. I must admit, I was bewildered at the number of protesters who respected the stanchion queues wandering through like it was night at the museum. I'm embarrassed that countries, both friends and foes around the world, witness the anarchy. But more than anything, I'm embarrassed for our country. I heard time and time again from the sometimes gleeful mainstream media, this is not America. Yes, it is. This is what we've become. Hateful. Violent. Disrespectful. Vile. Corrupt. Callous. Repulsive. Mean. 2020 gave us a pandemic. BLM. Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. Riots. Protests. An impeached and then acquitted president. Social injustice. A very heated presidential election. And people who, honest to God, believed in a baseless conspiracy theory about Wayfair sex trafficking children through cabinets. 2021 said, hold my beer in the first six days. Let's cut this shit out. Caddy. What do you think? I think well said. Well said. You're I mean, to get emotional, baby. No, <laughs> I was actually you're, choking. Uh, you're choking. <clears throat> but I, I, it does make me emotional, though. I think it makes everyone emotional. It's, it's um, that is tough to watch on TV. It's tough to watch on TV, and it's tough to explain to your kids. You know, it's it, it, of all ages. I mean, young ages. You're, you know, they're probably not in front of it. I think it's really, it's, it's tough right now to have thoughtful teenagers. Because when your kids are little, you can shield them from some of the crap that's going on. Right now, it's so hard. And just like as adults, we've lost friends in our friend group because we don't agree with it. It, it even happens with your kids. Because some kids are, e- are okay with knowing that other people don't have the same beliefs and just going along with it. Some kids are not. You know, we have one that takes social injustice so seriously and carries it on her little heart, you know, and it's like, what do you say? She's right. She has a right to feel that way. And as a parent, you can't just say, oh, just let it go. Let it pass. Because that's what we've been doing as a country, as a nation. Just, you know, don't worry about it. Don't get involved. Don't say anything. And look what we've become. And there's just no way you could turn that on last week. And just, and that was the thing. I think, you know, people express it in all different ways. Shock, uh, grief, I just was so sad. Just sad. There, there were two things, obviously not the biggest takeaways of the day, but there were two things that I was surprised to see. Various, that sounds so... Uh, there were... Yeah, there were... Okay. Did you know that in the chamber, that under every desk... In the in the in the the, the, the chamber, there were gas masks. Well, I, I didn't. mean, those weren't just put in there on Monday. No, I didn't. But it became very apparent. How long have 
there been gas masks? Is that something that goes back to the Cold War? Is that something that goes, you know, who, I, mean, I, I would like to know that. And again, watching these protesters walk through statutory hall. To then go just cause destruction beyond belief. Their, their video, it, it, it reminded me of like at Disney, like when you're waiting in line to board Dumbo. Maybe not the best example, but 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 a ride at Disney, and they, and they have these queues that you stand in, and what do you do? You look around and you you take pictures and you take photographs, and these people are this is the same group of people that moments before they got in, they got in because they 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 pushed police officers assassinated down. the U.S. Capitol Police. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And then they form a single file line, almost like they're social distancing, even to walk through. The stanchions, the ropes, the red velvet ropes that were in place for the day. Yeah. The, some of the images were, were you know, horrifying uh, of the, there's the one of the Capitol Police officer that's, you know, basically being smushed to death almost in a door. People lost their lives. I think that's sort of been forgotten throughout all of this. And the other thing that I thought was very interesting were the two, um, the two Capitol aides who, the two ladies who thought to go and get, you know, th this box of ballots and were carrying it out. And, you know, they're, you know, and it was such a juxtaposition because they were so smartly dressed because, you know, they're, they're working in the Capitol. They have respect for their jobs and they've got on masks, but they're, you know, they went to do this. And that's the other thing I thought about is how many parents have kids who work up there. I mean, they're young people that work all through DC doing different jobs, aides, to senators, um, you know, pages, all kinds of things. How frightening that would be if you had a child in that situation and could not reach them. And you're watching this play out on TV. We are so much better than this as a nation. My God. I mean, it's just enough already. I would love to wake up with you on Saturday morning. And we can do that with the letter. Text left on red. No spaces left on red. Red is the color. R-E-D to the number 22828. And I write an open every Saturday, and then we include alternative episode titles for the two episodes of the week, uh, pictures to complement the stories that you've heard from listening to the two episodes during the week, and, of course, your Appidana or your riffraff from Instagram segment, always cool links for that kind of stuff, too. Left on red to the number 22828. All right, I got to go tape up the car. Yep, we so got to get on that. Audio for this episode from Brian Bumgarner on TikTok, Warner Brothers Television, and The Lad Company. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. Mm -hmm.